Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Beers, Bourbon, Business, and Broskies. Another one. Another one. I'm here. I'm Adam. And again, it's Kenny. I'm Ken. So, we're here on a lovely Thursday night, drinking some lovely adult beverages, and sitting around the microphone of bullshit. Yeah, just kind of hanging out, having a few brews, going to watch the football game here shortly. And Probably go out for a little bit. I don't have work tomorrow, crazy. which... Very nice for you. Yeah, because I was going to work, but then I have a tea time at 11.30 with one of our suppliers tomorrow. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to get in the office. I'm going to have to leave by 10. I need a little mental health day. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. We flew by 10. Yeah, and then, dude, I've been working like every weekend for the past like month and a half, two months, and I'm just... You ever get like burnout where you're just like... I'm going to kill somebody right now. And every little thing that just happens irritates you, no matter how innocent and how just calm it is. No, Adam, I've never felt that way. As the sense of sarcasm is just oozing out of your fucking face. I don't think so. Yeah, totally. We both know that, um, you know. I'm a cheery bowl of sunshine all the time. I thought you were going to say cheery, bold sunshine. That too. That, that too. So. Cheery and bold. So, no, I'm going to take uh, tomorrow off and I'm going to go golfing. Yeah, that's a deal. I got a bunch of calls lined up for tomorrow. Really? It's very inconvenient. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Adam. You gotta do what you gotta do. And then, too, I mean, it's nice, too, especially on Who like. Who plays a, tonight? I don't know. It does. Should we bet and on it? Bet on schedule? Dude. I love the new Fandle app. That thing's clutch. Uh, that uh, playbook? Yeah, it's pretty dirt. Yeah, um, Tennessee and Jacksonville. Which I wonder what, I wonder what your brother and um, his band of misfits picked for tonight. I have to comment. Cold I don't know. I, meant to for, to I haven't listened to that podcast yet. The one they just put out. Gold, if you are listening to this, I just want to call you out for the fact that all three you picked the Steelers to beat New England in the first week. Did they really? Yeah, dude. Why every, would they ever pick that? Because you know why? They think with their hearts and not their heads. That's why I guarantee they lose a bunch of money betting. Gamera <laughs> goes on my way. I just text him back on my couch. <laughs> Drinking, as usual. Gamera, the infamous Gamera. Gamera hasn't made a uh, appearance on the podcast yet. He hasn't yet? He hasn't, no. We did try to record that one at Colts after the uh, fantasy draft, and that was just an absolute debacle. It was also because I was going to run ripping everybody apart. You were, and Colt brought out the sour monkey, mm-hmm. which I bought a case of that afterwards. It sounds terrible. It's really good. I like it. A sour beer just doesn't sound like it's really I, You know what? I would initially, I didn't like sour beers. Then I had that one, and it's kind of grown on me. It is. Sounds like it's not for me. I don't know what's in it either, but that thing is intense. It's 9.4%, and you have one of them. What's regular monkey, 9? No, they're both the same uh, alcohol content. 9.4? Yeah, 9.4. Dude, did I tell you what I had when I was in uh, Michigan? The one that you sent me a picture of? Oh. Dude, just how tore up are you the next day? Uh, yeah, you do kind of feel like shit the next day. Well, because you're too hard in general kind of makes you feel like shit. Yeah, because they're unpasteurized. Yeah. Which I don't know if that has any correlation to do with you not feeling well at all, but every time I drink too hard the every next day, I'm, I'm dying. Like so you had the Bell's, what was it? The double too hard. Double too hard. It was 11%. I mean, I didn't really have that many because I had a bunch, you know, I had a bunch of stuff to do the next day, but. But at what point did you realize they were 11%? I feel like the shackle. <laughs> I was like, dude. I have a great buzz. <laughs> no. okay. I was like, dude, why do I have a little buzz from this thing? And I was like, what percent alcohol are these? And they're like 11. I was like, holy shit. Um, yeah, so yeah, you're so in Michigan all week. Yeah, I was in Michigan all week. Um, yeah, so the two hardest brewed in Michigan. I think all day is too. Who's Bells? Is they are, is Bells out of Michigan? Pretty sure. 
mean, you have Google right there. Like, but I'm pretty bitch. sure all days in Michigan too, isn't it? Yeah, that's for yeah. So I had a couple. Uh, I had like two or three two harder walls out there. That's pretty much it. Um, yes. And the only reason I had Kalamazoo, it, Michigan. Yeah. The only reason I had it, so I, they I almost like they have it out here. So I was like, oh, I gotta try it. Um, but it was pretty decent. I mean, for eleven percent, you can't beat it. But I don't want to drink eleven percent. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to drink that eleven percent. Well, I think like any eleven percent because I Dude, I don't Matt know. Matt Elf is awesome. True's Matt isn't True's. Yeah, True's Matt Elf. But I don't know about you, but I feel like if it's an eleven percent beer or four percent beer, I'm drinking it at the same. Quickness, like I'm not eleven percent. You're not, dude. That's like the call, bro. Like nine. <laughs> like you're like you I'm can't. aware of this. Yeah, like eleven percent. You're aware there's some alcohol in that bitch, for sure. All right, yeah. Because see, for I feel like I would just be. Sure. Dude, that was the problem with the monkey. So it's nine point four, and you're just sipping on it like it's a Michelob Ultra because it's not like a really heavy beer and it doesn't have a lot of bite. Yeah. Does it have that nasty like uh, Belgian wheat taste? In it? No, it doesn't at all. It doesn't have that trip that the tripel or whatever that's called yeah. that monkey taste. No, none of it. Ever since I had that monkey and got the flu, I can't uh, do that ever again. That was always our go-to. It was like, mm. uh, we're drinking too much tonight. Let's get monkey. And that would never end well. Never end well. No. So we've been on a dirt wolf, wolf kick for a little bit. You have been for the past, oh, it's been almost weeks. three weeks. Yeah. That's all right. We're probably going to delve into a little bit of the pumpkin in Oktoberfest beers here pretty shortly. Dude, I'm just waiting for it to get cold. It was nice out this morning. Cold. It was like yeah. Then it 60. gets so hot by the evening. It's like eighty degrees. I know it's brutal. And you just can't have pumpkin beer in eighty degree weather. I think it's we a- talked about this last, the one that's not even out yet. Yeah, the one that's not even out yet. But yeah, where you're like, well, I'm like, well, you're sitting on your couch, so what does it matter? It just does, dude. It's like a, you just like it's a whole thing. You need the season to come. I around. feel like you need to be wearing flannels to start drinking pumpkin. Yes, beer. <laughs> I agree yes. with you. I you have the fireplace on or something like a nice brisk. Uh, evening or sitting by a fire. That would be pretty clutch sitting outside. You know, you bought that little fireplace outside yeah, of your patio. Perfect. Sit around, drink some pumpkin beer. Do that. Perfect. I'd be cool with that. But yeah, so what were you doing in Michigan? Sit around the fire at my cottage. Um, so I uh, I was doing a little co-travel. Um, actually, a pretty good uh, a pretty good meeting while I was there. I did that met with um, I met with a co-worker's account, and uh, they're like really tough to deal with even um the guy you know I talked to him from Michigan all the time yeah. the guy that retired he hasn't been in that territory oh for like two I was gonna say it's two, two years. years I think it was two years now and uh he tried signing up with them two years ago and they wanted all kind of roles like they wanted us to pay to put our product on their shelf they wanted us to put it on consignment so for people that don't know a place that has a lot of locations some people People and brands will literally pay to have that section in the store or on their shelf. Really? Yeah, they'll either pay by like uh, co-op dollars, which is like uh, they'll give half of the advertising dollars if they want to put that out, or they'll give them like crazy discounts. They'll, they'll figure out a way to pay for that space. They also wanted us to do it on consignment, which is like um, if it doesn't sell, you have to take it back. So Ken was both sides was like no. So that fell apart for like two years. And Especially, then, too, I can understand like two or three years ago because the product, like right now, your company wasn't as big as it is now. So it was kind of. Yeah, it had to be close two years ago. And then, um, and then, so my new coworker took over the territory. She got them open, but they were only giving us four feet. That's all they would give us is four feet. And Which um, really, four feet isn't that much in not the store, what, especially I mean, like a big box store. Sell, not for what we have. Yeah, they have like oh, they have a ton of locations. They're not, they're not like a dicks, but they have, they have a lot of locations. Um. So I went and met with them. 
Uh, long story short, I found some common ground with a guy. I do love the salmon fish. We talked about salmon fish. We talked about steelhead fishing. We talked about fly fishing. As soon as he told me he was off money to go salmon fishing, I was like, okay. Bingo. Yeah, you found, like, a, ding, you found ding, a little tick in the armor. You're like, I, like, I could dive right perfect. in on that. I was like, no way. Tell me about salmon fishing. And it, like, his eyes lit up. He's like, wait, you I was like, oh, yeah, what do you use? I was like, yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania. We got steelhead. We don't got salmon, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I steelhead fish. I said, oh, yeah. Show me, like, what are your favorite flies to steal it? Like, it's, I mean, it was over. 20 minutes into this guy talking to me about how much he loves fly fishing and steelhead and trout and salmon. And he for, completely forgot, forgot the fact that, that you were actually silicone. trying to push product on him. So then I stopped him and said, hey, if, uh, if that's okay with you, uh, you know, I don't want to take up your whole deck. He, had to, he actually had to leave and go and drive like four hours away. So I was like, hey, I don't have much time. If it's okay with you, I'd like to get back and uh, can we discuss the agenda? But hey, you can text me anytime you want to talk about fishing. So he was like, oh yeah, let's dive in. So long story short, where did they go fishing up there? I mean, because you were on the he west was in, side. Uh, he was fishing up Ludington. Uh, yeah, yeah, you were in Ludington, which is on the west side of Michigan. <laughs> that uh, that's not was down t- somewhat towards Grand Rapids. So it's on okay. the west side, and Ludington is west north. Yeah, you sent me north your location. West. I was like, that literally is as far west you can get to Michigan mm-hmm. as humanly possible. Long story short, my goal was to get. More room in the store because obviously more room means more product. More product means more dollars. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and the more room you got, typically the better it is you sell because, I mean, you know, if you walk into a store and they have six Under Armour shirts or they have 106 Armour, mm-hmm. Under Armour shirts, you know, it's, the product's going to sell better. People know that that store believes in it. You have a selection. You have variety. You're the destination in the area. Um, so, yeah, eventually I got him to take like 16 feet in his top stores. Which so is all he was doing is four hundred percent increase. In the yeah, so thing. all he was doing was four feet in every store. So I got him to take uh, sixteen in his sixteen feet in his top stores, plus a fixture which is four feet, so really twenty feet. Yeah. So it's sixteen continuous feet, and then up by the cash register is going to be four feet on a fixture of our product. So really, I got him to take twenty feet in all his top stores, and then after that, uh, we got to take about twelve feet, which is going to be the fixture and an end cap, and then. Uh, a little bit down the aisle and I'm not going to get into end cap and all that terminology. It's 12 feet. I did. I didn't know what end cap was until about like a couple years ago. Yes. Yeah, so it's like end cap up, like you're walking up yeah. the aisle it's the end, end of, of the, the aisle and you're yeah. like, oh wait, that's what that is? So we're going to get like four feet on the aisle, four feet end cap. So like the little wrap around, like, yeah. you know, comes to like an L and then uh, a fixture, which is also four feet. So which end cap is probably huge, at least in the, uh, um, like, end cap's four feet. But I'm just saying, that's probably a big thing. Is yeah, because everybody, you know, not yeah, everybody goes down the aisles, but if you're in the maze aisles and then you see an end cap. Yeah, depending on what aisle you get uh, and how the flow of the store goes, yeah. it could, you know, the better based off the flow of the store. Um, so, okay, I'm going to get 20 feet, now, 12 question, feet, like, Whenever you put your feet. product in there, do you determine where the product goes in the store? I try to in the meeting, so that's what we, that was part of the other meeting too. But how do you, are you talking about like flow? How do you go into something and determine where the flow of the store is? I literally ask them. Really? Yeah, sure, but ask them. They said... Um, you know, I noticed in your store, uh, you have X, Y, and Z here, X, Y, and Z here. How'd you come up with that layout? What's the flow of your store? And then like, they'll tell you a little bit about their business. Well, I don't know. Fucking, we sell a ton of, uh, we sell a shitload of dog food, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is. You know, we sell a ton of dog food. We don't sell that many seeds for flowers. Mm-hmm. So everybody in my store, as soon as they walk in the store, they go right. Cause it's just like the natural layout of the store. You know, when you walk in a grocery store, what way? You always, you I mean, I would go. say you mostly go right. It seems like every, how many stores? Oh, depends. Like, uh, I'm just trying to think. Most of the grocery depends. stores I walk well, into. You, okay, like so Dick's, for example. You walk into Dick's, you don't go immediately, right? 
Yeah, you usually it's walk right in the center. Yeah, right you're the right. center. I was so always thinking like grocery store. Like it seems like everything works like counterclockwise. Like typically, produce yeah. on the right, and then you, you go walk around. around. Yeah, and then all your junk in the middle. But yeah, uh, yeah so basically, I ask and the dude will say, either the traffic goes straight to the middle, then right, or then left, yeah. or whatever. Or as soon as you walk in, they bang it right, and then I'm like, all right, well if they bang it right, right there, I want the first owl facing the door, obviously. So you just kind of just ask questions. And then yeah, and you pick the high traffic area. area, and then you go, I want my product in the high traffic area so then more people see it. Yeah. So where I'm putting that, all those displays, it's going to fucking murder. Mm-hmm. It's going to murder. It's going to be 20 feet. It's going to be, as soon as you walk in the store on the right, it's going to be standalone, aisle by outside. It's going to fucking and, and the great thing about the product that you're pushing, too, is that it's something that it has to be the one of the biggest like the most profitable items you can put on the shelf that takes up the least amount of space mm-hmm. you know what I mean for most of the stuff that a store is going to make so much money off and, and it doesn't encompass a lot of space like you're selling a like an outdoor store they're selling a $400 kayak that takes up 16 feet and you make $100 off of that whole thing yeah 100% so you're putting a product on their shelf that doesn't take up a lot of space but has high profitability there. yeah you can put a lot on there um, what else did I want to go over I know I asked him like a really good question. Now I can't remember what the fuck. Was it a fire question? Yeah, I can't remember what it was though. Fuck, what was it? I don't know. I, I don't. You you know what? This is weird. You were actually extremely busy this week. Like oh even gosh. more chaotic than normal Dude. because we didn't talk at all this week. I know. We didn't even so play. Busy. We didn't even play video games this week. I know. Usually that's like our nightcap. This is like a video game. Dude, how funny is that? Like every single night, you and I were like, all right, we'll call each other like, like ten after to work. eleven. We'll call each other after work and be like, all right, I got a bunch of emails. I got some shit I got to take care of. I'll call you like eight o'clock. We'll go play Red Dead for like a couple hours before night. Because I know I don't know about you, but it's something that's like stupid and you don't really have to think about it it's hard it's nice to just it's decompress like yeah. and get away from it a little bit and because mm-hmm. you know how it is like even when you're writing emails and everything like that you're planning your next day you're just going 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 it's nice to just like turn it off for a little bit and just be like whoom and end to the day 100% so yeah so I don't know like this week it was kind of funny so we've had kind of like a lull in work I was just going on my riff so that you could cut, yeah, think about the. I, 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 I was giving you like a little bit it. to come up with the question that you posed. I may never even think about you, it. Oh, <laughs> what if I figured at least you give the opportunity so you didn't sit there for a couple hours and go, hmm, what did I do? Yeah, I tried to stop thinking about it. Maybe it'll just come back. So, you ever had like a couple weeks at like work where you're busy, but it's calmed down a little bit? And yeah. It's not uber chaotic. So, I've had that for the past couple weeks. And all of a sudden this week, shit just ramped Hit up. The fan. Like, complete another level. Like, went back to where it's usually at. Are you slow this time of year? No, not really, because here's the problem, is it's the end of summer, we're getting into fall, and people are realizing that winter's going to hit. So Winter's coming? Yeah, and it's, we always have this joke, it's like this novel approach that every year, everybody's like, wait, winter's coming again this year? Like, it only comes, like Game of Thrones, like yeah, once every thousand years, coming. winter actually pops up, but no, yearly, you know, every eight months or so, there comes winter again. Um, so we're still crazy busy right now. It's usually a mad rush right now to get everything done before winter hits so everybody can be happy. But we've been pretty calm. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what it was this week. We have a guy that's going on vacation next week. It's really good to help. No, because then you know how that is. We're going to cover for somebody else. So all of a sudden, you're, worst. you're worried about your job on top of somebody else's job. And it just compounds on top of itself. So... It was very, it was like really hard to, I get, not even like, just get back into the swing of things where 
when you're really chaotic and busting your ass 24 7 you kind of get used to that grind mm-hmm. but when you have a couple weeks of like calmness and just like laid back like all right i'm doing my job everything like i'm being really methodical about how i'm working through things not putting out a lot of fires you're like all right i'm good and then all of a sudden it ramps back up and you're like what the fuck where did this come from and this stress level just goes through the roof you know me though i, I kind of like that case i get stressed out when i have nothing going on see i like the chaos, the chaos but it takes me like a little bit to warm up to it you know what i mean we're like i get back into it like i can't just be like okay i'm doing my job doing everything i can and then zero to like 200 yeah real i quick. love that shit yeah, but it takes me like a day to get back into it, to get ramped up. I'm just weird. I mean, you know me, even when we do this, I need to have like like emails in one hand, I know. a headphone in the other hand, I know. and then you talking in the other ear. Like, I can't. That's how me. So I'll I be need like there. all of it going on. So like I have two chairs that sit across my desk, and I have three computer monitors on my desk, which is just insane. I call it the uh, battle station. That's perfect, though. Dude, it's- I have like a movie up, and emails, and like- Dude, monitors. I have no- It's- Spreadsheets, drawings, everything like that. Because the one monitor is 36 inches wide. Like, it's bigger than most TVs. But it's sitting there. And I'll be literally, I'll have my wireless headphones and listen to, like, I don't know. Some, like, Shadows Fall. Like, some real, like. Oh, I forgot about those guys. Some, like, metal music. Are they still a band? I don't know. I think they might have broke up. But that was never, like, that was, like, my introduction to, like, metal. Was, like, our brothers were into that. Remember they said uh, they read it on my wayward son. All my wayward son. What's it called? All my wayward sons. That was a song. I think it was called Wayward Son, wasn't it? Maybe the one that went Kansas. Yeah, they redid it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like some lamb of God, something like completely fucking metal. Yeah. And I have my blue. I should show you this video of me and my boss before I walk in to we walk. In, we're about to go to this big meeting. He is. What? God, what song was it? I think it was like bullshit. What happened? Before scream, aim, fire, something like dude. Before we walk in, this meeting is, all right, dude, let's put on something motivating. And I was like, all right. So I put on uh, some just like screamo metal and just like get after know, it. Let's see if I can find it, dude. It was so funny. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, what did you want? Some journey? <laughs> Asia? Um, don't hey, stop believing. Let's see if it plays. Probably won't. This <laughs> is nice. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I do the same thing. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? Dude, it's weird. Like, I walk into the office every morning, and I just walk in, like, super calm. I don't drink any coffee before I get in the office or anything like that. And I walk into the break room, 7.30, 7, whatever it is, and get a cup of coffee. And it's first off, it's like 24 ounces of coffee in this mason jar I have. <laughs> and I walk up behind my desk. And it's like a football player so excessive. putting his football helmet on. And I put my Bluetooth headphones on. And I just have my, like, it's my playlist on Spotify. It's called Get After It. Huh? And then I just press shuffle on that. And I'm like, just like in the zone yeah, for that. I know. No, I love it. But I'll be sitting there like buying somebody walk into my office. I'll have drawings up on my computer. I'll be answering emails. Have my Bluetooth headphones on with music blaring. And somebody will be sitting in my chair, like talking to me about a project. And I'll just be like, all right, let's go. Because I feel like we're just sitting there and like, Oh yeah, I hate sitting in silence. It's weird. Like I like controlled chaos. Me too. I don't. You know what? Also, though, I have been doing before like big, big meetings. I do a, uh, I do a three minute um, guided meditation before my big meeting. Dude, I love that. What's this app that I have? Do you have any apps on your phone to do that? Uh, I have one called Headspace. Do you? I heard Headspace because I've seen them on a couple um, series. Do you have Calm? No, another one. But I use Headspace the most. Insight Timer, but I use pretty much just use Headspace. Yeah, I have something called Calm, and it's really nice. Um, I'll use that for a big. Meeting. I don't know if I like the 
do you get the ones that are like they talk to you where it's like yeah i mean it is guided i guess but it's like okay now deep breath like for the three minute one about a minute and a half in i'm good but then the last minute i'm like i I can't do it on the woman's voice i can't do it on the guy's voice yeah but the woman's voice is so obnoxious dude not on this it's so soothing is it yeah I, dude, I can't do it. It's something that's just like it like oh, nails like it. on the chalkboard to me. Dude, you gotta try that out. That's what I do. I do that. Did you start doing that? You asked me the other night about airplane mode. Did you start doing that on your phone? Uh, yeah. Does that help? Yeah, because I always get like emails and like uh, I'm guessing you better just walk to my house. But any kind I of do, notifications. Like, emails and like Facebook and yeah, shit like that. Instagram and text. I'm like, dude, fuck. I don't want to hear this. Uh, I don't mean once I'm asleep, I don't care. But like trying to get to sleep when you hear just rant. Yep. You know, like a vibrating phone. Did day you, day um, yeah, and then you'll be like in that kind of like where you just start to drift off, and then all of a sudden that hits yeah, and you're like, boom, wide awake. Yeah. Now, um, did you put your phone on the other side of the room? No, nah, I don't need to do that. That, dude, that helped me so much. Yeah, but I don't check in the middle of the night like you do. Yeah, dude, it's totally somewhere I'm just like, oh, I'm, I don't know if it's a fear of missing out with mm-hmm. that FOMO, whatever, but it's like something like that where I'll just like run through my emails, just make sure, like, yeah, I don't care at all. But no, dude, I'm like, I'll find it in the morning. Airplane care. mode is extremely convenient but then I found something too where you put on do not disturb mode yeah I tried that before but they can people still call you if they call you twice in a row yeah I don't want to be called ever yeah but what happens if somebody that's actually important calls you that's what you called me I think it was it was like Friday or Saturday morning last week you called me like 9am and you called me two times in a fucking row and I do not disturb I'm like why is he fuck how did he get through I'm like oh wait he called me twice in a row motherfucker yeah you're welcome yeah but no I'm I I'm a big fan oh, of meditation. I mean, he never texts me. Yeah, I really like it. Um, and you know, people. I feel like people get extremely intimidated about meditation, and it's they think it's like this thing where you sit with your legs crossed. You're like, oh uh, yeah, um, no, not at all. But have you ever felt it? Like my dad turned me on to it a couple of years ago, and it wasn't like this. Okay, deep like transient thing. It was just focusing on your breathing. And you have this overwhelming calmness that just encapsulates your entire body. And you're just like. <sighs> See, I'm weird. I like to focus on like the weight and everybody thinks sucked to, suck to the ground. And just takes it out of you. Yeah. I have this weird thing. So I have a really bad like habit of like shit gets into my head and I have a hard time getting it out. No, I would never guess that. <laughs> my ADHD Ever. that pops up. But no, so what I do is I have this weird thing where I um I remember I was like 19 years old and I was hunting hunting in this valley with my dad. And um it was really cool, snow covered, and I was sitting on this valley looking over like overlooking this like creek that ran through there. And I'm really good at like trying to when I'm trying to meditate, I think about that and instead of like a deer running through the bottom of this valley, I see like word thoughts, like bubbles almost like come across of like what I'm trying to think in my head. And I did. A, I was reading this book that was like, okay, acknowledge those thoughts and think about them mm-hmm. for a brief. But then let them go. Yeah, and then let them go. <laughs> yeah. But you, it actually helps because when you like, okay, I'm not going to think about this. I'm not going to think about this. Then what do you end up doing? Thinking about it. Yeah, it's like trying to not think about something makes you think about it ten times even more. Mm-hmm. So actually acknowledging it and moving forward with it infinitely helps. I do that a lot of times when I'm trying to go to bed. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. I never thought it'd be somebody that's like, oh, I'm going to try to meditate. Do you think I would be? No, not at all. I mean, I thought the calmest you would be if they put you in a straitjacket at some point. But, Literally. you know. No, that and this is going to sound really bad, but um, some, like, stress relief tea, like, right before bed. Yeah, I never tried that. 
I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to get my body in like a better routine about like getting accustomed to the like transitioning to bed. Like, okay, get down, turn your phone off, and then drink like a glass of tea or whatever it is, and then try to meditate and get. Dude, what? The question just okay. Do you get, see, aren't you glad we went on this this little yes. path? All right, what is it? Um, so I don't remember how the conversation started, but I knew we rushed to get him in, and we were pushing because the meeting. Uh, no, like to get him in to buy to buy our product and get him started with us. Okay. Because it was like, I think it might have been like the end of a quarter and like somebody needed it or it was the end of their quarter and they wanted it. Like for some reason it was rushed in. So I knew these guys weren't like fully bought into like what we had to offer. They were just kind of like there. You know, they weren't really trying. They were just kind of there. And uh, so since I can't remember how it came up. And I asked him a little bit about his business. And then I said, can you tell me what made you bring us in as a brand? Why? And why did you do it the way you did it? Because like I knew, I just knew, I just had to feel like, so we were like running through numbers and he's a super, he's super analytical, super analytical. Mm -hmm. So I knew that he, he knew that what he was doing wasn't sufficient enough, efficient enough, sufficient, what's the word I'm looking for, sufficient enough, um, to where like, they're, they should be doing much, much I bigger I think it's better by the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, Unless you you know, somebody up there has a baritone voice that I don't know about. Yeah, I think he's probably a dog or something. Um, so I knew he wasn't happy with the numbers and so basically I said, what made you bring us in and why? And what made you bring us in the way you did? Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, I had to do it super quick. We just wanted to get you in and we wanted to get you in, in for the summertime so we didn't miss anything. And I said, do you think what we have set up in your stores is the most efficient way we could be displayed? He said, no. And so what's our goal here? He said, I want to figure out how we can increase sales and I want to figure out uh, what's the best way to display your brand. So I was like, have you seen X yet? Which is like a new merchandising thing we have. Mm -hmm. And he goes, no, I didn't. So he said, before we get into this, I think you and I should discuss how your stores are set up. Do you have A stores, B stores, and C stores? You know, like best, good. Yeah, everybody's top tier and then yeah, bottom tier stores, exactly. obviously. So I was like, do you tier your stores that way? And he goes, yeah, of course. And I said, okay, what I'm about to show you I truly think we should only put this in your A stores, which I think also helps because he's like, all right, this guy's not trying to load me the fuck up mm -hmm. with bullshit. He's not going to put my like, like fucking really, shitty stores with a bunch of product yeah. that I'm never going to sell. And I was like, I have I have an idea for each level mm -hmm. of your store. Let's walk through them. Which we talked about too is just a trust aspect mm -hmm. of it where the, you spent time looking into his store and you knew what he was trying to... pictures of everything. Yeah, so you had a product. So the guy, there was just automatically that trust there. The guy's like, okay, he wants me to succeed not only my business but also pushing his product instead of just going my job is to unload as much product as I can on you and then not worry about not it. you're developing a relationship with the guy where the guy's going to be like wow you he actually cares it's a mutual benefit mutually beneficial relationship where you both are going to succeed it's a partnership it. right and uh, so I so, so, we, so I brought up the A stores and I, and I showed him the display and I said how does this look to you he's like this looks amazing this is what I want in my stores I said okay well we have Product that's here all year, and then we have like kind of you know limited edition product. I said you already have this fixture, which is that's that forfeit fixture I told you about. I said let's keep that, let's keep that up front. 
with a little limited product, put a big sign and say limited edition, get it now before it sells out. Basically is what I said. Which makes sense because people think that's they a great can't idea. get it fucking they want to exactly, buy Exactly, because right now he has them mixed with everything that's already all there all year round. So it's like, let's take it out, put it by itself, call it limited, keep this all by itself. And I showed him the display and I already had the orders written up. So he said, okay, well, you know, based off this display that you really like, and we agree this is best for your A-stores, correct? And he goes, yeah, we definitely agree. This is what I want. I said, here's the order that you need to uh, fill this display. Yeah, furnish your A-stores. If you want these in all your A-stores right now, this is what you need to order. Yeah. So you said, okay. And then which, you, which is a great thing because you weren't just like, okay, hey, your A-stores, you need this, and then you push the product. You made the guy feel comfortable, and you're yeah. like, look, he developed some kind of trust for like, okay, you know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I was like, you this is what order. you want, correct? Yeah. He goes, yes, this is what I and want. And you made it seem like it was his idea. Exactly. Which like, is uh, a huge thing, especially when you deal with people that... He's super analytical. He's super right. driven and everything. So I was like, this is what you envision your store. This is what you envision the display. This is what you want. Yes. Okay. Here, I already know what you have. This is what's going to fill the rest of the feet. And then we went on to the bees. And so I closed the eggs. He said, yes. We went on the bees. I closed the bees. And he said, yes. And I went on the seeds. We closed the seeds. He said, yes. And then I went on a new product. And I was like, yep. Which you've actually brought up in previous in our previous podcast, how you never lead with the new product. No. Never lead with the pr- new product. Because you won't get any fill-in because they'll spend all the, all the money. It's, on it's the almost new like double dip. You're almost getting extra dollars if you wait and give them the exciting shit last. Yeah, because they want the product and you're giving them something and they're, they're buying the stuff from you. And then they see something new and shiny and you're like, yeah. I want that on top of this. And then there you go. Yeah, and... Uh, he was supposed to buy the new product months ago, and he was dragging his feet, dragging his feet. Why do you think he was feet. dragging his feet? I don't know. It's not my account. So this is this is the first time I ever met him. Yeah. So I got all this extra feet. This is the first time I ever talked mm-hmm. to him. I talked to him once on the phone. This is the first time I ever met him. Do you think it was just like lack of connection between? I think whoever it was, was, I think it was lack before. of buy-in. I think it was. I think everything was just too rushed. Where he didn't. He wasn't like bought into the whole grand idea mm-hmm. of how we're gonna make this like a long play and really kill it. And I think it was just, uh, I think it was just, everything was just too rushed. And then he started like seeing all these dollars pile up because all the stores were getting loaded up with product. Even though it wasn't like that much product per store, but it's still a big dollar amount because he had so many doors. So I think he just got nervous and wanted to see like how well it sold Yeah, because even if you have 60 tours and you're putting $1,000 in each store, which isn't that much product, that's 60 grand yeah. right there, which... Is a pretty substantial number. Yeah, it was way higher than that. So, like, but I was just saying his, for you know simple mathematics, his butthole would pucker up a little bit, and uh, so I think he, I think it was a combination of not being bought in, and uh, just kind of seeing what happens. And then, yeah, when I got in, did that, and then uh, showed the new product. And again, I had ABC orders for all the new products. I said before I even showed him the new product orders he said well based on we just went over do you think the new the new product should be a different assortment per a b and c I said absolutely here's your a assortment cool here's your b assortment cool and then c and every single time i made sure i got a yes at every single one and then i wrote down a note said yes to this to do this to this and then at the end of the meeting recapped line by line everything he just said yes to and said this is good check 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 all right let's go yeah, dude. And I feel like a lot of that just started with you doing your research about what this guy, what he did mm-hmm. and what he wanted mm-hmm. and what had previously happened that led to not the most profitable 
sales thing for both of you is that you know what I mean you were just somebody just went there willing and it was like oh you're a big store I want to sell to you but I don't know your business yeah I've actually found something funny off of that is that somebody came into my office actually somebody got a hold of me through email about trying to sell me something I think it's your email a uh, mutual friend mm. or actually they just called my office called me and like hey I have some stuff I think you should buy and everything like that and then got a hold of me got my email and stuff like that but they had no idea what we did. They were just like, oh, hey. Let me sell you bullshit. Yeah, I might have something that you want. No idea about what I do, what I need, anything like that. And in, you know what I mean? That was the initial thing was like, hey, I got your email. Here's your catalog of what we sell. Let me know if I can give you anything like that. Isn't that such like a turnoff though? Dude, such a turnoff. Like, you know what? If you would have came in there and be like, hey, we know the same person. I just want to meet you. Let's just hang out. Let's just yeah. fucking, let's bullshit. Let's talk about your thing. Let me know your business. And then after I get the information about what your business is, then maybe I can cater what I sell towards you. Like, hey, you don't need my 400-page catalog. You know, whatever number it is. You only need seven or eight items out of my entire catalog that might actually benefit you and... Let's talk about what you do. Because we talk about... It. You want somebody when you're selling a product or somebody that's bringing a product you into your just store... As invested as you are. Yeah, but yeah, that wants to make you better mm-hmm. and invest it in your company. And when somebody's just like, hey, look, you buy this stuff. You can buy it from me now. You don't know about what I do. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I feel like a lot of people do that, though. The people that aren't that great at sales is they just want to. They just want quick, easy shit. Yeah, and that's not how you develop relationships. And I feel like a lot of, like, this person, mutual friends, they thought they already had an in. It's like, oh, we're mutual friends. You're going to automatically buy off me. No, there's no long game play there at all. No, because you don't know my business. You don't know how my business operates and what's best for me. You know what's best for you. And that's all you care about at this point. So mm-hmm. why would I buy something off of somebody that only cares about their best interest? Yeah, that's why I love to ask when I meet somebody for the first time. Once we eventually get there, mm-hmm. I like to ask them, like, tell me about your business. How have you been in business so long? Mm-hmm. Like, how have you been so, so successful? Like, what do you pride yourself in? What's your, like, And most people that have gotten to that level of success, they are passionate about what they do. Oh, hell yeah, you gotta be. And they love talking about the what they do. I know when people oh, yeah. come to my office and they ask me questions about what I do, I so love so talking passionate. about it. Because, dude, I wouldn't work incredible, like, insane amount of hours unless I was passionate about mm-hmm. it. So if somebody comes in there like, what makes you tick? What makes you like your company? I'm going to expel all that and be like, this is why I love it. Because it's like talking about, like, your kid or something like that where you just exude all this enthusiasm. That is basically the baby. I mean, I mean that, that's like me. Like, people always talk about, like, oh, I have a family. I have all this stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, well, this is mine. Yeah. Like, this is my blood, sweat, and tears. This is everything like I've worked baby. for for the past almost half of my life to try to develop. So, yeah, when you want to talk about it or people say something bad or like, oh, you don't do this, you don't do that, I'd be like, you're personally insulting me. Yeah, 100%. And it's, I totally get that because I work with... Um, you you so deal with a lot business. of family-owned businesses mm-hmm. too. And they've been born and raised. I mean, that's literally what they grew up mm-hmm. in. I mean, how many times do you think like family-owned businesses like hardware stores or anything like that, the kids that run it now... We're running around that store in their diapers. 100%. You know what I mean? Doing that stuff like that where the dad was holding them behind the counter, ringing somebody up. Yeah. So that's all they've known their entire life. So. Well, football is about to start. Football is about to start. We're probably going to have to cut this. uh, Yeah. Wrap this up. Get out of here. I'm Adam. I'm Ken. Beers, bourbon, business, and broskies. Check us out on the social media, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff like that. And, and uh, like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. So you guys all have a good night. Peace out.